0: This is Young Gun, a podcast about Panthers. I'm Demetri Ravanis, a Bama grad. She is Lauren Brownlow, the biggest Panthers fan I know. And usually we are following the team with a microscope on its new franchise quarterback. But uh, Lauren, I don't know if you heard, there is some news coming out of Charlotte today.
1: Oh, I did hear that. And I guess this news was basically uh, predetermined by apparently a grown adult tantrum of <laughs> it's probably a longer yeah, f- I guess
0: yeah I, I, I wonder what do you think? oh I wonder what exactly brought it about brought about the the outburst that was reported where he is in front of people what,
1: what was the wait for Yeah.
0: <laughs> no I mean that is that is very fair like I don't I think Dave Tepper is image conscious enough that to fire Frank Reich in the middle of the season, he knows that the conversation is going to be second year in a row. You have fired a head coach midseason, a little more midseason than last year this time around. But even still, I think it's something he wanted to avoid. The report was he didn't even speak to Frank Reich yesterday before uh, this decision was made. So I, I want to know exactly what got him to the point of not only screaming in front of the media, but also like this cannot wait reputation be damned because he does seem like a guy that is concerned that people think he is a genius and has everything under control. Then he doesn't look that way right now.
1: I was going to say that would be that I I, I think I would, you're right. I do think he cares what people think. I just think he's um, I think what he thinks people will think is not accurate. You know what I mean? Like it's like like he makes whether it's, from the fans' influence, which I've heard from some people that he makes moves based on the fans, which I was like, well, he sure, certainly doesn't make all of them based on the fans. <laughs> but you know, oh, oh, he's he fires people because of the fans, or blah blah blah. Well, no one's making him do that. I'm sorry. Like, what are you even talking about? Like. I- No one's making him fire anyone. Like no one made him hire these people either. Right. Like this man is clearly a man that does like whatever he feels like at any given moment. He hires football people to make decisions. Now I'm good. I'll do it myself. Like so. You're right that he does seem to care what people think, but at the same time, it's like not enough to realize like, hey man, read the room. You're not doing a good job of butting in on all the football decisions. Maybe stay out of it.
0: Yeah, when I say he cares what people think, I don't mean overwhelmingly overwhelming opinion. I think he cares that there is at least plausible deniability for his most staunch defenders that he knows what it is he is doing or wants to do. Um all right, so does he have so,
1: those anymore?
0: I think I think if we have learned anything from Elon Musk's ownership of Twitter, it is that if you are a billionaire, you will always have defenders, no matter what.
1: Fair.
0: Yeah. Fair. All right. Just to be clear for anybody that has not heard the news, uh, number one, why is this the podcast you're listening to? But uh, but number two, Frank Reich is out as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. So, Lauren, I'm going to put a bit of a twist on our normal opening question: Was Bryce Young too short for Frank Reich? Uh,
1: I he certainly coached like he thought so, right? <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, agreed.
1: Actually, you know what? I, I don't even know that he did. Like. I almost passed out when when the first, I think it was the first offensive play of the game, they got Bryce on a rollout. I'm like, yep. we've been saying, hi Frank, welcome back. And then I don't think it happened again.
0: Yeah, there was Literally. yesterday was a real and and you know, that is obviously the loss to uh to Tennessee for for people listening, no matter what time you are. It was a real I don't know, there were a lot of moments that sort of pointed to this is what is wrong with this team, whether it is like the offense just goes cold when they can't get the ball to Adam Thielen, the fact that Chuba Hubbard's rushing touchdown was just the third the Panthers had this season. Like, I don't think there is any way after this week you could have brought Frank Reich back into that room because every single thing that happens seemed to point to the larger problems with this team that just are not getting fixed. And maybe that's unfair to Frank Reich, right? Like, he's one dude that can't fix all of the problems, which, you know, chiefly are the roster, but even still like he's, he's lost the team at this point.
1: Right. And, you know, he couldn't fix the offensive line getting like half its starters hurt on an already bad unit. But at the same time, like, you know, there were obviously decisions made even throughout the game yesterday where you're like, what, why, why are you doing that? Like, again, like the lack of the role, like no more rollouts after it worked so well. It's like, well, where's that? Like, you know, I mean, it, it it just it just leaves you wondering sometimes, like what is what was he thinking? And like I said, I mean, I half joked last week that like, is he trying to get fired? And this week, <laughs> I felt like between the post game and the way the whole game played out, and then this week, I almost feel more so. <laughs> it's like, were you even like, this was a bad football team? Like you played. This is probably that was probably I would say it's one of the worst teams, maybe the worst team the Panthers have played so far, mm. honestly. The Titans, uh, I mean, at least in terms of the way they played, too. Like yeah. the Panthers, usually are the ones providing the help to the opponents. Whereas this time, the Titans were like, "Well, hold our beer. We got this."
0: <laughs> All right. So Reich is out. Uh, Scott Fitter. The the clock is ticking.
1: I mean, I guess does. Well, and that's the thing. This is what I've always wondered, and we've never really gotten like the clearest answer to. Is like, well, how much of how many decisions is Scott Fitterer actually making? Like probably some of the lower level roster stuff is, is him, you know? I mean, even the fact that like Calvin Throckmorton, a dude who started for them, they cut him. There was never, really. I mean, like, look, he wasn't like winning any awards or anything, but at the same time, you're going, huh, that's weird. Like, why would they cut him? Like he, I didn't notice him being that awful. Then you literally see him on the as as guard after guard goes down yesterday, you look on the other sideline and he's standing there and you're just like, What a what what a clown organization this is. It, like that's,
0: why? Uh, yeah, Adam Amin even pointed out like the the fact that right now that is a guy that the Panthers clearly wish was on their sideline instead of staring right across okay, at thanks, them because Adam. of what their needs are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> thanks. I thought we were friends. I I we all noticed that. Hell, thank you. No, I know you have a responsibility to point it out for people who don't know, but.
0: Ugh. Jordan Reed of ESPN tweeted out something that I think is really important to think about as you try and figure out a new regime is he just sort of pointed out after the first round, all of the draft misses that the Panthers have had even beyond the Tepper era and you know his point was look that's why this team does not have depth right now and that's not something you fix in one offseason with the new coach GM whatever
1: that's I mean there is a there is something to be said for that for sure um and that's something that you know I mean it's a combination I think of some bad luck in spots and some just players that didn't need to be picked in certain spots I'm still shaking my head at Matt Corral no offense to his friends and family and, and him. I'm sure he's lovely, but like that didn't need to happen in the fourth round. There was no reason for that, you know, yeah. and that's a fourth round is a pick where you can get a corner or a linebacker or maybe even a pass rusher that can start for you eventually. You know, I mean, Lauren, that's I, not-
0: I don't want to I don't want to upset you uh by reminding you of this, but it was the third round that they traded in to get um Matt Corral.
1: You got him in the third.
0: I know. I like I said, I didn't want to
1: upset you. Well, even more so, you're getting a start. You a lot of teams get starters in that round, or at least get a right. guy that contributes to your team, you know, pretty regularly. I think those first three rounds are just so important. And to just like draft a quarterback, just oh, let's see how this turns out. Like, no, that's not what third round picks are for. That's just not. Yeah. I can't believe it's third round. It's just the trades they've made for quarterbacks, Dimitri, it's not good. It's not a yeah, good track I- record.
0: Not only is it not a good track record, it is a record of like over and over and over again overvaluing what it is this player's history has told you he is going to be in terms of That's what right. it is they are giving up. Uh, we are on Origin Sports TV each and every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. if you have any of the fast TV services, Samsung TV Plus, Zumo, Roku, Amazon Freebie. You can find Origin Sports TV, and you can find us on that channel each and every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Uh, come be, uh, come join group therapy with Lauren and I after what uh, has been majority every Panthers loss this uh, this season. Um, all right, Lauren, as we think about where the Panthers turn next, is there? I mean, personally, I know what it is I absolutely do not want for the future of this franchise. I I can't tell you what it is I know I want, though. I I don't want to see any former head coach retread. Um, I think that we have done that with this team. I also think that when you look at where rookie quarterbacks are working or showing uh, promise, it is a lot of young guys that are thinking differently. Uh, about the game and about what is possible in the NFL. So, whether it is, you know, we have whether a that's a swag,
1: is that too much? Uh, to yeah. Hear? I mean,
0: like, I, I think that, you know, whether that's Eric enemy, who I think at this point you can't call a young coach anymore. Uh, I think he's in his 50s. Um, yeah, whether
1: that's not, yeah, he's not yeah.
0: young anymore. Whether that's Eric enemy, whether that's Ben Johnson in Detroit. I, I mean, there are plenty of people that fit that bill. I, I, I will tell you. As an Alabama fan, because this has been bandied about, Panthers fans, you do not want Bryce reuniting with Bill Belichick, or I'm sorry, with Bill O'Brien. You you oh, just God. You don't.
1: oh Bill O'Brien? Oh, Dmitry. The the, the the violence that would happen in my I, life. Think, that, I think that I think
0: that I think that a lot of the let's reunite uh, Bryce and Bill is more of the lazy Twitter narrative than actual smart people. Um, uh, but it is one of those things where, that like, man no, he
1: was, was a clownish national football league head coach. I'm sorry. Yes, absolutely. And he
0: was a clownish college offensive coordinator. I mean, he openly campaigning to be anywhere else. I know you're probably not doing that if you're at an NFL head coach, but I don't think I would guess Bryce does not have the best memories of working with that guy.
1: Yeah, probably not. But also like literally, I mean, you want to talk about like a hire that would send me just absolutely <laughs> uh, things would things would break. I would destroy things yeah. if that happened. Like that would send me into a blind rage. Cause I cannot like that guy is a coach. I might be a lovely person, probably not. Who knows? But <laughs> I can't say. say he
0: does not seem like it.
1: <laughs> no, I was gonna say, I mean, I just have to put the caveat out there because I don't know him like that. But like, no, absolutely not. That dude, no. Because I remember back in the day, too, I used to look at them when, when the Texans, when O'Brien was there, and be like, you know what? At least we're not them. Right. So, no, right. I don't want that. So, sorry. No, I mean, I would love, you know, it would be nice. They've never really gone in a, in a young, at least not a young, cool direction. Uh, right. You know, young, innovative, direct, like, I guess Matt Rule is technically, like, young-ish.
0: But young-ish, but definitely not innovative.
1: And definitely not cool. Um, no. <laughs> I, I think like I th- and the other part too is like like you hear with guys like B Enemy, which I always take with a grain of salt because you know NFL owners and racism. However, like they always say he doesn't interview well. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Who gives it sh-? like yeah. you know who's probably interviewed <laughs> well for David Tepper? Matt Rule. Oh, yeah, Matt Rule. <laughs> yeah. Right? I
0: I will say I will say this uh about be enemy, and really, this would be about any play caller, maybe on either side of the ball. I, I do think that it is fair to ask how much of the offensive prowess or defensive prowess of any of these guys that work with a head coach that is a specialist on their side of the ball is really about them. But I think that we have seen now, look uh, Chiefs, with...
1: I'm sorry, look at the Chiefs, like without him, you know. No, no,
0: I, I agree, and this was the other thing I was going to say too. A. That's a very good point. But B, I think we've seen hiring based on play calling prowess, which if we take Scott Fitterer's word for it, is what he did with Frank Reich. There is a huge missing piece, which is do guys buy into you? And whether or not they did in the beginning, I cannot say. But certainly now... The Panthers players absolutely are not bought in uh, on Frank Reich. Like, I, I clearly, before that game began, they were not bought in on Frank Reich. So I think that's going to be a big part of it. And as much as guys like, you know, you hear about Dan Quinn in Dallas, who really seems to have that defense bought into him. Raheem Morris in L.A. seems to have that defense bought into him. I know you talk about the way the team bought into Steve Wilkes last year. I'm sorry, we've done the retread thing too many times, no matter What the reputations of these guys are, I would not blame fans one bit for being disappointed with a retread hire, no matter how short of a stint they got. Yeah, I mean, a retread Shane Steichen wasn't a retread. And those are the guys that seem to be getting out of their rookie quarterback's way. I know Steichen did not have but four games with Anthony Richardson, but he seemed to be willing to let Richardson be Richardson
1: and i'm i'm not trying to be like you and i had this discussion a little bit uh, after the podcast last week right i'm not trying to be too dramatic with this because lord knows we've just seen two guys get in there and make a pretty bad job out of it yeah but there are coaches currently in the national football league that i do not think are very good and yet are quite they're having good years or have had good seasons and yet mm-hmm. you watch them attempt to like manage a game or like get their players to take them seriously all the time like you don't always see that right like and you know Mike McCarthy for example like that dude That dude (laughs) dude looks like Mario Cristobal at the end of a football you know what I mean like (laughs) and and yet there they are with because they have the talent and like talent's a big piece of it I think being willing to delegate coordinators that your players respect and value a lot is a big piece of it so I'm not like, I don't want to retread because I just, I'm tired of that in general in the NFL. I think it limits a lot of people's opportunities, not just minority coaches, but certainly them included as well, because it's hard to break through into, you can't be a retread if you haven't gotten any tread, you know?
0: Yeah, very true. (laughs)
1: So, you know, I think like that's, that's something I just would like to see. I would love to see like a dynamic personality too. Yeah, just because, like, let's be honest. The last time the Panthers were interesting is when they had a dynamic personality as their quarterback, and so it would be cool to have a dude that, like, whether it's a guy like Dan Campbell who's talking about taking out kneecaps and crying because he loves his (laughs) players so much, or a guy like Mike McDaniel who, like, is looks cool, you know, in a way that literally
0: vaping on the sidelines,
1: right? Like, yeah, (laughs) just something different, something. Show me you're trying. Like, show me you're actually trying to like think outside the box here. And like, it, to me, it was an overly simplistic lesson to just look at Matt Rule's tenure and go, "Well, we need a coach with NFL experience." Like, yeah. again, you don't. Why?
0: Right. <laughs> right. And 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 to be fair, NFL experience can look a lot of different ways. Even if you feel like that's what you need, it does not have to be a guy that just finished failing. At another That's job. Thing.
1: That's yeah. the, like what are they gonna do? Hire Matt Canada now? Because he's out of the uh, job? Because that dude fails up <laughs> regularly?
0: Like uh Bet Online uh released their odds for the next Panthers head coach. Uh Lauren, if I told you that of the top three, two of them are current Panthers staffers, who would you guess they are?
1: Uh Caldwell.
0: Caldwell is number two at six to one odds.
1: People, whatever, I'm not gonna. I like. No, I, 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 I like Jim Caldwell more than most people do. Yeah, but not for that currently. Yeah. Just not for whatever. Uh, oh man, who's the other? Jeez, uh, Dom Capers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I only like, know because he actually is on staff, which I like. Right. Found out. Trying to figure out who the interim would be. I can't believe he's still working at whatever age he's at now. But like
0: Yeah. Um Do you not remember the uh the Lego Hair press conference?
1: Oh, you McCown?
0: No, no. Oh no, no, not McCown. McCown well, is not even sorry, right, i heard list. Lego hair and just <laughs> uh. Giro Evero, uh okay, in, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. He and Jim Harbaugh both at seven to one odds tied in third what? place. The favorite I I I the idea of the favorite being Ben Johnson, Detroit's uh, offensive coordinator, at like, five to one. That being said, not that at all. That being said, though, it does sort of feel like he's having a hot year. He's a name, sort of like there's no real connection there at all to for him for us to say he's the favorite. Although, like I, I think that'd be a great hire.
1: Yeah, I, I would be really I, honestly if that's where they ended up, I would be really happy with. You know who I wouldn't be really happy with? Harbaugh. No, agreed. Like agreed. absolutely not. Please don't. Yeah. Stop.
0: Uh, and I,
1: I think he's a great college head coach. I'm not knocking him. It's just, I, I want no, absolutely not. Uh,
0: let's see Brian Johnson, who is the offensive coordinator. Where is he? The office? He's in LA now, right? Um, I believe he's uh, I believe he's McVeigh's offensive coordinator. He is at nine to one odds. Uh, Eric, B enemy, nine to one odds. Uh, Bill like Belichick.
1: I'm sorry. What did you say?
0: Bill Belichick at 12 to 1 odds. However, Bet Online also asks where will Bill Belichick be coaching week one of the 2024 season? The Patriots are not listed. So we have to assume that the Patriots are off the board. But Charlotte, 3 to 1 odds.
1: Okay. You. <laughs> Can we? Is this why? Literally yeah. why? I'm if sorry. You,
0: if you are doing the legend retirement gig, why not just throw all the money at Nick Saban? At least he still wants to be doing the job.
1: Yeah. P.S. Like, love how two of the coaches on this list are literally two coaches that Panthers fans have a bad history with and aren't particularly fond of in Harbaugh <laughs> and <laughs> like. I mean, we all still remember the 49ers. That was a bad right. playoff loss. That was unpleasant. We didn't care for him. He ran on the field and was a kind of a jackass at times on the sidelines. I didn't care. We didn't care for that. We don't yeah, like him already. And then Bill view. Belichick. Yeah. I'm sorry. What what this is the thing too? What do you do y'all think all NFL teams deserve this? Do you think people think that? Like that all NFL teams deserve this or like. Or they just look at the Panthers and go, oh, well, they're stupid. They won't care whoever.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I think that given what is going on in New England right now, I think – first of all, you got to remember, odds makers are just trying to get you to put money down. They're, they're not really well, – That's
1: true. Right. But that's the why band is always favored. No, I'm like, just Like
0: I, I think given what's going on in New Orleans right now, I genuinely believe everybody – is trying to talk themselves into Belichick for any potential opening just because of the storyline that it would be. That's that's it. Not fit, but storyline.
1: Why is this the dumbest league that we all follow closely?
0: Uh, very good question.
1: It's very the good one question. That's although the most successful, that makes the most money, and yet we still got the chain gang out there to determine like and, and the refs' eyeballs to whoop, let's get this exact spot. Ah, I think I saw it right there. Perfect. Okay, great. <laughs> And then we've got this nonsense going on. Like, what? Oh, well, this would make a big splash. Yeah, not for good reasons, because we're not all stupid. (laughs) Please stop treating all football fans as if we are all stupid. That's my little PSA, love letter, hate letter to the NFL at large. We are not all stupid. I'm sorry.
0: Don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast wherever it is you are listening or watching. It helps more people find the show. So whether that is on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube, uh, be sure, like, subscribe, and also leave a review. That matters a lot to Lauren and I. It helps more people find the show. And if more people find the show, we get to keep making episodes. Lauren, before we go any further, uh, I do want to ask you about the... Truly Shakespearean language, uh, with which Dave Tepper's mood was described yesterday in the tweet you sent to me.
1: Oh my god. This this uh this is like by the way, this is like one of my most viewed tweet viewed tweets of this calendar year, somehow that I my <laughs> response to this. Uh but like literally, I almost I had to read the quote like three times. So this came from Todd Hampton the third on Twitter. Um, and he said, source, I'm told. Panthers GM Scott Fitter's chances of keeping his job are quote unquote soiled, which already I'm like soiled. Like it just sounds like someone had an accident in their pants, right. but whatever, uh, which I mean would describe this Panther season. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, source adds David Tepper was, quote, enveloped in a raging tempest of ire <laughs> while watching the Panthers fall to one and nine today. It will be a bloody Monday on Mint Street. I'm sorry. a enveloped in a raging... Te- so my quote tweet of that was, was the source Lord Byron? I,
0: I will point out that Todd Hampton III covers high school sports in Charlotte, so it is very possible that he spoke with a, a someone getting ready for an AP English exam. Um, also very possible he spoke with a JV football coach that really signed up to be an English teacher instead, right. uh, but is helping the school out in a pinch. Um, this it's, this it's is a, giving
1: big, like, Sarah Lawrence creative writing, English or medieval lit major and her right. like just doing too much. Doing right. too much. What, what is that? What person talks like that to another person
0: Todd Hampton in the third, normal life?
1: Except for maybe Shakespeare himself, back from I, the grave.
0: I do like the possibility that his source is Dave Tepper, and it is Dave Tepper that, that talks like this, that wants to make sure you know that he wasn't just mad, he was enveloped in a raging tempest of ire kind of man.
1: He knows, he knows big words that sound He certainly flower. does. That, right. means that makes him smart. That
0: makes him smart and right, yeah. Uh, don't forget to join our friends uh, at Graffiti 158 East Cedar Street in downtown Cary. Uh, graffiti, spirits, axes, and art. It is the perfect place not only to watch football, it is, in particular, the perfect place to watch football when the Panthers are playing because there are 19 TVs and axes to throw, you don't even have to pay attention to the Panthers. It really is a a magnificent place to experience a football Sunday when you consider not just all the TVs, but the great art on the wall, the weekly prizes, weekly beer specials, weekly specials on bourbon pours, everything from Blanton's to Eagle Rare, Angels Envy, McKenna 10-year, Heaven Hill 7-year, and Buffalo Trace. If you have not experienced graffiti yet for uh, your football-watching, Do so now, and plus, if you have not made holiday plans yet, do your friend party at Graffiti, because uh, there's a lot to do. There are always great drink specials, a rotating menu. Uh, There's a lot you're going to like. 158 East Cedar Street in downtown Cary is where you find our friends at Graffiti. Uh, Are you, Lauren, disheartened by the fact that the restart did not work, or are you celebrating that we're abandoning something that is not
1: working? Um, I, I somehow feel neither. And I just feel dead inside. Genuinely, <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's a part of me of my guts as a Panthers fan that died and have not and has not come back since the yeah. Super Bowl loss with Cam. And, and another part of them died in the first game when Cam was allowed to be beaten to smithereens and no one did anything about it like on our team, on the ref, the referees, the NFL afterwards, nobody. And I was like, okay, so this is not good. Like I knew things were trending in a bad direction at that point. So like at this point, it's just hard because like, you know, people make fun of me and they're like, Oh, you're too pessimistic, blah, blah, blah. But like with this man as the owner unless he gets out and and makes some kind of statement about how he's genuinely going to make sure that he like takes a step back and doesn't get involved in football and like hires a football mind. That is like someone that he feels like he can legitimately trust because clearly that ain't Scott Fitterer because he continues to nose his way in there when making decisions. And so I think if he can just say, I'm going to hire this guy, I'm going to trust him to make the decisions and build this team in his image because I trust what he can do then maybe, but I, we've seen no indication that he plans on ever doing that. So uh, I don't have like a lot of hope and especially without the draft picks and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I, he's not right. Wasn't the right guy clearly. Yeah. So at, at this point, I guess might as well, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I don't really know what this accomplishes either.
0: I, I want to ask a question that I think at first blush, a lot of people are going to think to answer yes would be absurd. But you and I shared a video back and forth. And, and this was over me and Lauren texting. This is this was not something that any of you would have seen. But Lauren texted me a video of uh, Dave Tepper standing next to Bryce Young serving dinner at whose Thanksgiving party was No, it? no,
1: he was Bryce was in between David and Nicole uh, they, so this was like Cam right, started. Right, right. The, I think it was Cam that had started like the Thanksgiving thing where the, like it was a big you know charity thing where the yeah, Panthers yeah. would go out and feed people and it hadn't happened in a little while. David Tepper, intelligently, I think, you know, I'll give him credit when it's due, brought it back, which I think a lot of people did appreciate. But mm-hmm. then like the, the just I got this, yeah, it was a video I think of them like serving food to people and yep. like he's just like standing in between them and it just looks like you know he's with mom and dad or something. It just it, looks it, weird. It does.
0: It it has a it has an uncomfortable look of. I can't be. Uh, it has this uncomfortable look of what all is on Bryce's shoulders. Like I Dave Tepper, the Teppers saying, "I can't be a bad guy." Look at what I brought to town. I can't be a bad guy. Look at what I gave you. And, and so he keep music in, to in
1: and Bryce Young.
0: That's right. So and keep welcome. that in mind as I ask this question. Do you think Bryce is going to get some sort of say in this process about the next coaching staff?
1: You know, that's interesting because when you brought up to me, like who would make sense and whatever, that was something that I immediately thought of. was like, I would sure hope that this guy that they've invested all this into would get at least somewhat of a say in, in what they're doing unless they just decide this isn't the guy we're going to have to just cut bait and reset all over again, which I don't know that we've seen enough to do that at this point, but you know, I don't I don't get paid lots of money to make football decisions so clearly you know
0: I mean Will Brinson when I had him on the talk through this week sa- said that he thought that if you were to do that if you were to trade Bryce Young right now you would probably get a first round pick back for him and I don't think that's absurd I don't know What really I was right. told
1: he was a bust that's weird yeah, why would well, you no, no, get I, a first round pick for him huh I,
0: I don't know if you heard Lauren the struggles of a team that has three rushing touchdowns on the season are all the fault of the rookie quarterback um I don't think that he would get the benefit of saying yes or no, the final yes or no, but I do Probably think not. that the Tepper family would be foolish and, and Fitter or whoever the, the GM is would be foolish not to ask him what he thinks he can do with what he heard from the coaching candidate in an interview.
1: I think my hope is that. Because clearly David Tepper really likes Bryce Young quite a bit. Yeah, of course. And I get it. I mean, he seems like a likable dude. I understand that, yeah. you know, it's easy to like him. Um, my hope though is that like his look at my look at my precious boy mentality with Bryce Young goes beyond like a cutesy condescending pat on the head situation and that he would understand that like what his quarterback wants and needs should be something that he values. Yeah, I would hope
0: so. Agreed. Agreed. And by the way, I would say that any quarterback should get this, um, yeah, benefit 100%. of the doubt from their their team owner. In you're G. going
1: forward I, with that guy, yeah, hundred percent,
0: one thousand percent. I I, w- I would hope they get that benefit of the doubt. And I would say that the younger you are, the more important. Uh, It probably is. Uh, The midweek talk through, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, Will Brinson was our guest last week. This week, obviously, we're going to dive deep into the coaching search. It comes out each and every Thursday. It's wherever you get this podcast, whether you are listening on a podcast platform or on YouTube. Be sure and join me this week for the midweek talk through. Lauren, I feel like my Sunday was a sandwich of amazing Iron Bowl, having to watch the Panthers, and I am very much in the camp of good riddance, Frank, right? This is a day to celebrate.
1: I, so I, uh, yeah, I know I what I you're I about to get into. The <inaudible>
0: in the sandwich.
1: I know what you're about to get into. Before you do, I just, I do want to just say this. I thought Bryce played, he, I, I felt better about him yesterday than I had felt in at least a couple games here. Mm-hmm.
0: Like
1: he somehow kept trying in spite of everyone on that offense giving him reasons not to well except for except for the running game, which I thought again yeah. looked better, like much better. And and but like in spite of him getting sacked almost every like sometimes immediately <laughs> upon he just right. kept he kept at it. He never lost hope. He made plays himself, which is something we hadn't seen a lot of with, with his feet. He was mm-hmm. he knew when to get out and scramble. So I just I wanted to give him kudos. I don't know how he's not broken yet, but he's not. And, and yeah.
0: that was nice to see. Uh, his scrambles, by the way, he... Nice. This wasn't like making chicken salad out of chicken. Oh. Like, th- these were good runs. All of yes. them were good runs. I was and scared. I, think, I think the weekend and the result of the Iron Bowl is appropriate because the last time Alabama played Auburn in Auburn, it was Bryce doing that stuff yeah. that snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. For the game, Alabama was the worst team in the majority of the way. Um, Joe Ovius texted me right before fourth and 31 and
1: said my condolences
0: for your loss yeah he said my condolences on your loss and as soon as the text came through i texted back you may want to look at what just happened
1: also like is he new to auburn (laughs) actually with when the fourth and 31 got set up like as a fatalistic panthers fan as a friend of many nc state fans right the Trust me, the worst scenario, if you're a cursed fan base on some level, is always going through your head. And the fact that it got to fourth and 31, you were just thinking, oh, this is how it happens. It had to be this way, <laughs> didn't it? It had to be the I, coolest way possible, literally. I spent most
0: of Sunday morning watching all the and, – and by the way, kudos to the Auburn fans that posted videos of themselves that they thought were going to be celebrating winning the Iron Bowl.
1: They have great gallows uh, humor, honestly. I respect it.
0: And then uh, and then posted the videos of themselves, uh, you know, just heartbroken. Uh, but I spent most of Sunday morning uh, watching those videos. Before and by the way, this is this is something that I'm going to recommend, especially to our friends uh, listening in the Triangle, rather than watch the Panthers the rest of the way, like up until Christmas. Alamo Draft House is doing movie parties each and every uh, Sunday. Christmas movie party. I took my kids to see uh, Christmas Vacation. On Sunday, missed the entire first half of the Panthers game. Like, don't regret it one bit. No, you,
1: you, there was nothing to you. <laughs> you didn't did miss a whole lot there, buddy. It just, yeah. you know, moments of hope sprinkled with. Well, it went about like I guess Chevy Chase's holiday did. That is yes. Movie, so
0: hallelujah, holy shit. that has been the uh, the entire season for uh, for the Panthers. Uh, I, I want to wrap on this question. Um... If you are Thomas Brown and Jim Caldwell who are going to, I guess, collaborate to be calling plays. Yeah,
1: I, that one was a little, I will say this. Remember I did say like, I don't want them to put this interim tag on yet another black assistant. Yeah, yeah. And and, the, and they didn't do that. I would imagine Jim Caldwell said, no, that would be my yeah. guess. Um, but either way, I'm glad that they didn't make somebody else wear it. Um, but I did think it was a little weird. It's like, I'm sorry. Is he trying, is he four years old trying to cross the street? It's like I, why? I think-
0: I think this had to be about letting Thomas Brown call the plays, but to my guess is this is more about let's use Jim's playbook as opposed to Frank's playbook.
1: Well, they can't just like change everything.
0: They can't time. change everything, but they can work in something a little bit more aggressive uh, rather than everything be so conservative. But but here's my question. How do you view working with Bryce the rest of the way, knowing not only is he going to have a new, like, you're probably not going to be here next year. Caldwell certainly won't be here next year.
1: Ugh. Yeah. I mean, just this freaking team, man. I just like, yeah. I mean, I think, look, I think any offensive coordinator, I, I, I hate to say this because it's going to sound dramatic, but bear with me. Probably any offensive coordinator would find ways to do things that could help Bryce Young more than Frank Reich was able. Yeah, to. agreed. I, right. I don't think that sounds dramatic at all. Yeah, like so. I think in in that way, it, at the very least, it can help him gain confidence, get chemistry with guys. We we finally saw Mingo show us some signs mm-hmm. of life on Saturday or Sunday, which was nice to see because he had been awful. Yep. Um. You know, they blanketed Thielen, and he stepped up and and a dude I'd never heard of made a catch. And then I never heard from him again. The rest DJ shark, shark, excuse me. I always call him shark because of the song, but like, I think he can develop some chemistry with some guys uh, moving down the stretch here. And I think, you know, he has to, maybe they can help him find some like positive benchmarks moving forward. Like what are some ways they can make plays? I would love to see them start taking some chances on like fourth downs and stuff like that. God forbid What's going to happen? You lose another one.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. I I think, I think that not having the results ultimately fall on you. And even if they do, like the decisions probably already made is going to free Thomas Brown up to really let it rip
1: on everybody. You know what I mean? Like, let's just, let's ease this burden a little bit on everybody and just remind them, like, go out there and play for fun. You know, we'll figure out a way to keep you from dying out there. Hopefully Uh, Maybe we'll chip a little more on some of these dudes. Maybe we won't have a running back try to block one of the team's best pass rushers one-on-one. Just spitballing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you mentioned this last week when we talked about the fact that there was no way Frank Reich was hanging on to this job for much longer, uh, that you didn't want to see this failure get attached to guys as their careers progress. Uh, And I think the best way to do that, if you're Thomas Brown, is to go out and show that with the reins off, what you could do with Bryce Young or what you could do for Bryce Young, probably the best way to, to make some hay for your next job.